is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, 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 the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go. Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where it is time for our weekly news roundup. That is week 13 with Matty, that's me, and Ty. Ty, That's me. Have you got over Sunday yet? No. No, I'm still salty. I'm still really salty. But I think there are bigger and better days ahead for the Seahawks. We'll talk a little Mm. bit about that over the course of uh, today's show. We're also going to be talking about a uh, certain first-round pick that uh used to belong to one team but now belongs to another team and uh, starting to look a little bit better and better by the week and we're also going to talk about some injuries and uh stuff like that so yeah hi man how are you 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 kind of ended that on a downer Mm. injuries well although although they they most most of them do help the seahawks so Mm, it's actually not really on a on a downer it's actually Mm. uh yeah we're we're, things are looking on the up and up so we'll talk about that a little bit but uh how are you doing maddie have you gotten over sunday how are you feeling no Mm -hmm. i have not got over sunday Uh, i saw pete carroll in his press conference was asked about whether it was a legal man downfield and he shook his head and then said he didn't comment on it. Mm. But <laughs> so that that's upsetting. Like that was a kind of BS penalty. And mm-hmm. obviously Seattle fitting the run so badly, that's still great. And even Pete was saying how like he was really upset that basically in back to back weeks they lost well back to back games. They lost in the same manner. He said he mm. had a real problem with that, which is good because we had a real problem with that. But anyway, mm. we will move on from that game, although we will talk about that game in this podcast and tomorrow. But mm. some positive news, Ty. Mm. The Seahawks, in the midst of Sunday's madness, I think perhaps for the fan game day experience, they announced on the big screens at Lumen Field that the Seahawks are launching throwback uniforms. Let's go. Let's go Much finally hyped much theorized i mm-hmm. i was dissecting the sound of the seahawks off-season footage where they had a throwback kind of looking wall in there and why would they do that and throwback colored uh, cleats from some of the players and mm. like quandry Diggs had some clean kind of throwback cleats in the preseason all of this stuff and finally they're they're doing it which I think is because the NFL changed the rule, the helmets where they, they used mm-hmm. to, for, I think for safety purposes, only allow one helmet. So you could change the stickers on it. But obviously the Seahawks used to have silver helmets. How can you change from a uh, Navy to silver? Well, mm. that's pretty complicated for a sticker, but now they've changed that rule where you can have multiple helmets in the season or two helmets or just get a new helmet for that game mm. and silver helmets and it was a cool video like a lot of history of the team in there and it'll be interesting to see how nike does it because i'm hoping they kind of like they should be able to keep it exactly the same like there's no reason they can't like with what Mm -hmm. the packers kind of do where they've got kind of a og kind of style like i'm hoping that seattle keeps the same but yeah awesome stuff and it will look clean right yeah it should look dope um 
I'm interested to see what they do with the helmet exactly. Uh, are they going to do just straight up the old school, just you know, matte silver helmet, or are we going to get um, maybe the 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 feather accents that they have in the current mm. jerseys and helmets? Is that going to be a part of the helmet? So that'll be interesting. Well, they, they use the old um, they use the old bird logo in the video yeah. as well, so that that yeah. would imply. Um, that would imply they're going to stick kind of old school with it, but I, I don't yeah. know. It's a good question, and uh, I think they were planning to do it this year, like the Eagles were as well with their Kelly yeah. game. Well, but there were supply issues from COVID and like a carryover from whatever factory Nike uses to make these. And yeah, I think uh, I forget who it was. Some higher up from the Seahawks earlier on in the year was saying like, "Yeah, Warner? we're going to." Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 and. Uh... Yeah, Chuck Arnold. Yeah, yeah, it was Chuck Arnold. Yeah, Arnold, so, not Warner. Warner. Yeah. Oh, did really? you say Warner? I, I thought did. you said Arnold. I thought you said Chuck Warner. I don't know. You're combining Kurt Warner and Chuck Arnold. I guess I don't. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, Chuck Arnold uh, was uh, saying that uh, the uh, they were going to do them in 2023. So uh, this wasn't like a major surprise, I guess. But it's cool to get confirmation that it's happening, um, because I, I I like those uniforms. I know there's some people that don't, but I, I like those uniforms a lot. I like the old school look of a lot of teams, uh, especially like late eighties, early nineties looks for teams. I think those are really cool. So uh, I'm glad that the uh, the Seahawks are kind of uh, jumping on this uh, trend a little bit here and and uh, taking advantage of the new helmet rule to do this because like there's a bunch of different things that they could do right with uh with the new helmet rule like they didn't necessarily have to do this they could have done the 2000s uniforms which oh um, yeah yeah (laughs) they could have they could have done like a a black uh uniform with like a black helmet like bobby wanted um they could have uh you know maybe done just they could have just done like an action green helmet or something like that to go with the action green jersey. So there's like, uh, there were a bunch of ways that they could have gone about it. I think they chose the right way, though, uh, with this. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what they look like. Um, but yeah, I think because we saw the old Seahawk logo, it's probably just going to be straightforward, just a one for one recreation with maybe just like some minor, minor tweaks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could modernize the logo, and I think it would work, but um probably best if it's a throwback just to keep it as it was and it will look clean and they can rather than the lions putting their stink on blue and silver the seahawks can perhaps restore that colorway into being actually good um yeah <laughs> yeah who, who do you think is going to rock it the best well that's a good question because we've seen a I lot of jersey DK. swaps on yeah yeah dk gino gino yeah I think Jamal. Yeah, with Jamal. the uh, with the white wristbands. Yeah, with the right. Yeah, if he goes with like all white wristbands, yeah, that'll look pretty fresh. There we go. I, and and the one thing as well is I hope it doesn't replace the the wolf gray look because mm-hmm. the wolf gray was cool, but I don't know. Like I don't really get why the NFL limits how many different colorways you can wear in a season, or if yeah. they do they even. I don't know. I I think they do in the playoffs, but also the rain the Rams got an exception for the Super Bowl to where the, the of white course they did. Of yeah, course. So, yeah, yeah. 
because they're from the NFC West and they're dirty, filthy cheaters. Obviously, yeah, and the the NFL lives right next to them, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's un it's unacceptable. Mm, I'm mad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um. I don't know. Well, you know, the Seahawks, I mean, like they kind of have a home alternate, which is the the action green, but they've also worn those on the on the road. So like they kind of need like a, a home alternate, which these I assume would be like, I don't like, are they going to get the like, are they going to get white ones as well? Because like the Dolphins have both for their. Yeah, surely. Throwbacks. I mean, I don't know if the white ones are needed, are they? Not really. Like unless they're going to eventually transition into those colors again that colorway again and they're like trying to do kind of what the rams did i mean the white yeah. ones are clean with the, the you know the the blue and i'm a sucker for a white jersey white yeah. shirt in in like soccer as well always looks nice and the blue and the green stripe on the and i'm very minimalistic like i i like very minimalist designs with football jerseys so like i would be all about it boring boring whatever <laughs> they should put an action green splash down the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> just a, a splash of paint like just like yeah. someone threw some paint on it all right yeah and right. every jersey is unique in that like mm. it's just one guy or girl or person in a factory yeah. just doing it uh in different techniques each time all right you get one like... of a kind when you buy it mm -hmm. there all we right go. There you it's go. Tie, it's tie dye. Tie dye. Yeah. Tie why dye. hasn't anyone done tie dye jerseys? Before? There's probably a really good reason for that. <laughs> probably. You know, in but... soccer they do, and they they use that marketing that uh, the jersey you're going to buy is like completely unique because it's tie dye. Mm. Like uh, well, Tottenham go. Hotspur. They they have oh. tie dye kind of thing going on. There you go. Is that yeah. the team that Harry Kane is on? It is, but from to keep this mm. to an NFL club, uh, <laughs> yes, club. Thank you, Ty. That was very uh, triggering. Uh, to keep this to an NFL uh, slant, that is the team who obviously hosts the. They have the stadium where they slide out mm. the turf and they host the NFL game. Anyway, mm. Ty, that's the yes. throwbacks addressed, and obviously, you know, everyone must buy a Geno Smith throwback. Yes, then I'm the going rules. to add it to my. Uh... To my home Geno Smith jersey that I got as well. Yeah, Ty I'm just going to have a collect. I'm, I'm going to just have a collection of Geno jerseys by the end of this. There we go. Mm -hmm. Or there's something nice about a, a white block number, I should also say. Yeah. You know, just a you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, or no like, or like a, or like a, like a blue block on a on a white jersey. Because oh, like yeah. I, I, re I really love the Dodgers jerseys. Those are my favorite baseball jerseys. So, oh no, why? Because they kind of look like a cop. Not there's anything wrong with cops, but it looks a bit cop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, like, we, we live, you know, just down the middle, down, <laughs> yeah, down the yeah, middle. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the Seattle. <laughs> we don't want to alienate the, yeah, uh, so, the upcoming sponsorship from the Seattle Police Department. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> all right so before we get canceled um see i told you we were going to run that risk at some point on the show and you were mm -hmm. like how could you get canceled talking about the seahawks well here's how mm -hmm. matthew uh yeah but i uh i don't know i i think that would look good if they did the, the white jerseys as well along with the blues just to wrap it would up but then how many, the how many jerseys are we talking about here you know i want all the jerseys 
Why not all the jerseys? Why not you know all what? the uniforms? When I was in Germany, they had a um the the, the German Seahawkers, the German mm. Seahawks fan club, who kindly invited me to their party where I had lots of fun and a bit of beer. Um one of uh their their leader, their their chairman, Felix, he had met uh, a, a, a Seahawks jer- jersey, but in German colors. So it was white with mm. black and yellow and red, the German flag, like in the blocks. And it actually looked really clean. Like really, mm. I think that that template that Nike brought out, I mean, we're talking about the 2000s and how dreadful that was. The rebrand the Seahawks did, they knocked it out of the park and... Like if they wanted to, that why not make like a like a rainbow jersey? That would look awesome. Mm. But right. I think I think the NFL would uh, perhaps limit it. But the the German one was very cool. I was like, who made that? And uh, uh, I think some guy in in Seattle uh, like custom did it. But it looked really good. It didn't look like one of these. Um, so, didn't look like one of those. Uh, you know, DH Gate Alibaba. Yeah, 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 yeah. AliExpress. Where you can tell yeah, it's yeah. fake. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is fine. Yeah. Like if that's your thing, that's fine. But also, it this one looked authentically clean. That's it. And I I wanted one, but uh, they didn't want to give me one of their like the five which had been made. Disgusting. Well, Seahawks, Seahawks, you, you hear us? You're listening right now, obviously. Uh, make a a, a German uh, centric jersey. Make a yeah. make a rainbow jersey. I'm down. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Do so, it. All right. What else we got? What else are we talking about? Well, the Seahawks had a slight need at safety, uh, the mm. strong safety position more than the kind of free safety position. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into strong and free safeties and why they're called that again. But they have a need there because Ryan Neal uh, badly bruised his elbow. Now, it looked worse on the day. On Monday, Carroll said, you know, he should be good to cut the weekend or they think he might be able to. And then on Wednesday, Carroll sounded uh, similarly positive, like he's making good progress. Nevertheless, Seattle, they have Josh Jones in reserve. Jones took a bad angle on that 86-yard Josh Jacobs run. And I think maybe he's starting to run out of chances. But also, behind Josh Jones in terms of the strong, as in, yeah, Seattle's playing more too high coverages, but you kind of need someone who's a bit more comfortable in the box. In terms of the strong... There's Josh Jones, and then there is no one. Yeah. There's Joey Blunt, who's more of a free. He's more of a Quandre Diggs mirror. But they're obviously with Jamal Adams getting injured at the start of the year in really tragic circumstances. They're lacking that kind of box hitter. And so Seattle signed Ty, former first-round pick of the Oakland Raiders at the time, Jonathan Abram, who mm. went to Mississippi State. I think he came out in 2019. And so it was the whatever fact... year they were on uh, Hard Knocks, because I remember he was kind of a big part of Hard Hard Knocks that season. He was, he was. Yes, it was 2019 he was drafted, and he's had a kind of down career. I don't think he's been helped by the fact that Oakland's been through multiple defenses, multiple mm. head coaches now. He landed mm. very for a very brief time with the Green Bay Packers. He was released, and Seattle's claimed him off waivers. They've been mm. trying to get a bit active to upgrade their depth in different areas. And so my take on Abrams coming out of Mississippi State was that he has size and strength. 
he was uh, a violent hitter and tone setter. And if you remember, because of those reasons, I think people were thinking, well, in that draft, Seattle needed a safety. Could he be that kind of guy to come in and be your Cam Chancellor type, your box safety in the cover three system that Seattle was really running at the time? And that was much theorized. Instead, they went for the uh, Marquise Blair route in... Mm-hmm. That might have been the draft before. I am absolutely having an uh, Blair, no. Blair was the same Blair year was, as DK, Blair, so 2019. Blair yeah. was 2019, yeah. Because Abram, of course, went... Uh, Blair went 47 overall, whereas yeah. Abram was back of the first round. He was a... Uh, 24, with, I think. 26? 27. 27, yeah. yeah. So, and I think Seattle actually traded down from that spot. So, anyway, mm. Abrams, Abrams finally come back to the Seahawks and that size and strength, the violent hits and the tone setting, that's what sort of made him a fit in Seattle in the first place. He also has, clo- you know, obvious closing speed. He ran at the uh, the combine. He ran a uh, 4 4 5 40, like, at his size, which is pretty crazy. Um, and he also had tenacious pursuit and, and a motor and was really comfortable coming downhill in the box. Mm-hmm. Now, the issues at Mississippi State are what have continued into the league, where dangerous tackling form, where his head's getting involved, which obviously isn't how the Seahawks uh, coach their guys to tackle. They coach shoulder contact. That's how everyone coaches now, really, kind of a rugby style of tackling. They, they formed their own system and uh, took it to USA football. And he also took over-aggressive angles. He was just generally out of control and... He was a bit rough in coverage as well, sort of playing the receiver and getting in some dodgy defensive pass interference situations, which, again, that has continued towards the league. He's been a, a dangerous kind of tackler. He's been an inconsistent tackler. He's made some hits which have been, you know, penalised because they've been, uh, uh, you know, illegal. They've been dangerous. And then also his coverage has been illegal because he's contacted guys and his coverage hasn't been very good. So... Maybe he's someone who can make it work in Seattle in the fact, you know, they love him up a bit, the culture. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, you know, for, he's a, he was a first round pick for a reason. He was considered like the best box safety in that draft class. I mm-hmm. had some concerns. Those reservations have remained, but, you know, could be the right fit. Definitely worth uh, an addition given Seattle's need at the position. Yeah, it's a solid flyer to take, especially at this point in the season. And if you need him to play, he's at least ha- he at least has the experience of starting games, so that's fine. And you know, hopefully Neil's injury doesn't keep him out too long. Plus, you have Josh Jones, um, so you can kind of stash Abram as well after you you know get past the point of needing him. So, um, you know, maybe it's something that you know you can, like you said, they can love up on him a little bit uh figure out you know if they can uh fix some things with him make some tweaks and and see what they got there um so yeah so it's it's a really interesting pickup probably one that if it goes well we'll see maybe the the effects of more towards the end of this season or into next season um but uh yeah you know we'll see if they they need him this uh this upcoming week hopefully not Hopefully Neil's able to to return, and I know that um, Pete kind of left that up in the air today, so we'll uh, we'll see on that. But uh, it's a it's an interesting gift for them, right? Right, and he's still only twenty six, and so yeah. I think he will also benefit from the fact that Seattle's scheme 
we'll mainly ask him to be uh, like a cover four quarter safety. So there's a bit less going on in terms of he's playing in like sort of tighter spaces. He can mm. also come down and make a hit. And then they'll probably play him down a bit as well in the box in the, that kind of cover three style. So I think maybe just a simplification for him will help. But we'll see. Mm. He, he should also contribute on special teams if he's, you know. Yeah, if he's That's a good point. He should look for that to show up. So, yeah. It's a good point. All right, what else do we got? Well, Seattle also, uh, you know, we took a week off because of the bye week in, from yep. our news segment. Please forgive us. And mm. Seattle also signed Laquan Treadwell, who's been all around the league, the wide receiver. He actually, I think, played with DK Metcalf. I know they, they both went to Ole Miss. I think there's a bit of crossover there. Mm. He was a 2016 uh, first-round pick out of Ole Miss. He's obviously considered bust because of how he's sort of bounced around the league, didn't work out in Minnesota. He's been with Atlanta, Jacksonville, New England, Arizona most recently, mm-hmm. and now Seattle. And he's 27 years old now, six foot two, 216 pounds. Kind of an odd addition in that, like, you'd think that's kind of Derek Young, you know, Derek Young's role. Mm-hmm. But with uh Eskridge heading to IR with a broken hand, which he injured against Tampa Bay. It was worse than mm-hmm. they first feared. I have to say, like sitting in the stands watching Eskridge uh, run the football, he he just doesn't take a hit well. He just he just runs mm-hmm. into contact. He doesn't love his pads. He just runs upright and just gets smacked around. It's like wow, like you know, you think about how Tyler Lockett takes a hit in, in terms of giving himself up. At least that you know that's much better than. This and Eskridge just hurt again, which is unfortunate. But seems mm. Treadwell's going to come in, obviously a very different type of player. He's going to come in and be that wide receiver four behind Marquise Goodwin. And hopefully Derek Young can challenge him. But to me, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit unfortunate that Young hasn't quite uh, earned, you know, he hasn't quite earned the thing. And in terms of you'd like him to be like an established four, but he's not. So that's all right. And yeah. Pete Carroll spoke about Treadwell saying he's, you know, very smart. He's been in lots of systems. He's picking it up really quickly. So that's good. He said he's going to play more as well. And uh, he's going to be more involved. And he actually did play against the Raiders. He played, let me get the snap counts. I'm just bottling this right now. Yeah. So Derek Young only played one snap against the Raiders, but then 21 snaps on special teams. Treadwell played seven snaps on offense against the Raiders and two snaps for special teams. So mm-hmm. how that shakes out is something to monitor. The way that Young was used is mainly as a blocker and Treadwell mm. will be mainly used as a blocker too. You get that big frame out there. It's still a wide receiver body, so it's different to having a tight end split out wide. And there's different things you can do with your personnel, but that's that. So Ty, have you are you familiar with Laquan? I'm familiar with Laquan a little bit. He um, he had a pretty good season in in Jacksonville, uh, filling in down there. I don't know, was that last year, or year before? Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He had a pretty decent year. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he's figured out some things. Um, obviously not enough to get on an active roster this year. You know, he was on the Seahawks practice practice squad before now, and so um, is he still on the practice squad? Did they add him to the active roster? No, because uh, they used Eskridge's spot on Abram. They did. So that's going to be interesting because if Pete says he's going to play more, then they'll have to call him up and then they'll have to get rid of someone, which uh, maybe... Well, they'll have, to, they'll have to do that after the next elevation. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just getting their uh, money's worth. Yeah, in, in Jacksonville, he he started seven games, played in twelve. He had four hundred thirty-four receiving yards and one touchdown, mm. which is all right. I mean, the the problem in Minnesota was like a case of the drops, right? And he just he just yeah. didn't he just didn't um pan out. But also like his testing at the combine four six three seconds forty, and. Uh, you know, uh, not very good jumps either. He just didn't test very well yeah. on tape. He, you know, his production at Ole Miss was pretty good, like, but he just didn't test well. And then it obviously didn't translate to the league for whatever reason. But, you know, rinse and repeat with the, what I said about Pete Carroll and the culture, like, you don't know, yeah. maybe he just needs loving up. Maybe, maybe, maybe he needs time. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, they, I wouldn't expect much, issue. but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see if they found something. We'll see, you know, what the hands look like and, and see if he's made any other improvements. But yeah, for now, I wouldn't put a whole lot into this. So, so Ty, you promised me um, some injury discussion. Mm. Yes. All right. Mm. So, uh, well, we already talked about Ryan Neal and all that. And that's really the big, that's the biggie for the Seahawks, right? I'm not missing anyone. No, not missing anyone else. There's, well, not, there's been worthy. a... There's like half, like six players that are ill. There's an illness mm, thing going around. Mm, it start, that's obviously, A. Lucas was questionable and mm. appeared on the injury report. Pete Carroll said he felt sick. Now, today, six, like a dozen Seahawks are. Is six a dozen? Twelve half, a dozen? Half, half a dozen. It's half a dozen. It's half a there dozen. There we go. Uh, do, you, do you guys have a Baker's dozen? Yes. Yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 13. Oh, what is it for you? 11. 11? Oh. I'm pretty sure it's 13 here, right? Oh, right. Or am I confused? You might folks, be confused, bro. Folks, help confused. us out in the chat. Might be confused. Uh, so, yeah. So, on the Rams side, though, this team is depleted. Obviously, they're 3-8. and eight. Mm -hmm. They have the... Uh, the third pick right now um in the in the draft or while well, they don't have the third pick the lions have the third pick because that went over to them in the stafford deal um and speaking of stafford he's not going to play in this game uh, mm. he uh, sean mcveigh today said in uh his press conference and by the way in the chat it is baker's dozen is 13. In the uh, but in england the baker eats one you see there you go all right mm. so we have our answer now so yeah sean mcveigh in his press conference said to uh today that uh stafford uh, it's a safe bet pretty much that stafford is not going to play in this game he's obviously been dealing with uh concussion issues uh so, yeah by the way that is dodgy yeah uh, do you see how they handled all that yeah 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 it's another another rough uh Rough situation there with uh, concussions and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty big talking point for this whole season overall. Um, so Bryce Perkins is probably going to get another start here uh, for yeah, the Rams because John John Wolford's also out. Yeah, John Wolford is also out. The who's their backup now? That... Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, so who's Perkins' backup now? Do you know? quick google search all right well, while you're doing that i think he's i think they they are also a running threat i think they've sort of just embraced the full-on uh oh, full okay. on, you know running threat we're, uh, we're gonna no go... i don't i don't think they i don't know if they have one hold on oh, Practice oh, boy. oh oh my gosh oh please no. yes yes <laughs> it's case cuckoos <laughs> 
Uh, who? Cuckoos. <laughs> case cuckoos. Oh, no, I know that. Case, case <laughs> is delicious. Cuckoos. Cuckoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It's that guy. He was with uh, okay. Minnesota, right? He's kind of sure. Kind of cooked up uh, Seattle in the preseason. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so maybe that's a thing. Who knows? Let Case uh, Cuckoos cook. <laughs> Let him couscous. Uh, <laughs> a bit of olive oil yeah. and raisins and whatever raisins. nice things you put. Raisins. Sultanas. I've had couscous with sultanas in it, and it was nice. And chickpeas. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, chickpeas are good. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you putting in your your couscous? I'm just not not raisins. What not about raisins. sultanas? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But not not raisins. Yeah. Not okay. Re- I misspoke. I misspoke. <laughs> okay. It happened. All right. All right. So, check it. All right. Let's 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 U turn here. Let's get let's mm-hmm. revert back here. Let's Griffin's let's, not let's here. U turn and Griffin's not here to U turn. I am also. Oh, I don't know what U turn is. I'm the co-founder of the U turn gang. So, mm-hmm. along with Mister Spin Move. So. I am one half of that representation okay. here, and there will and there will be U-turn representation on this show, no matter what. As long as one of us are on here, there will be U-turns. That okay. is a guarantee. I okay. won't bow to peer pressure. Right, continue. Let me talk about the entries. Okay. So Stafford's out. Perkins is in. Mm-hmm. Cuckoos and- is on the bench. <laughs> Cuckoos. Cuckoos is on the bench. Tony, Tony Kukoch is on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Aaron Donald is going to miss his first game ever due to injury. He's got an ankle thing, and he's already been ruled out, and that is the first time ever he's been ruled out due to injury, which is yeah. wild. And he, he every every time, just murders the Seahawks. Like mm, They just yeah. can never handle him. He, he, whatever they try, he's just always his best game. I mean, he's great play, obviously. Yeah, his best yeah. game always seems to be against the Seahawks. And they're like, what are they now, three and eight? They're three and eight. They're terrible. That is crazy. And uh, Donald with a high ankle sprain week to week, but like mm-hmm. it's a high ankle sprain. Like that ain't get. That's a bad injury. Like I know he's Aaron Donald. And he's like literally a superhuman. Mm-hmm. But like, but I mean, you're three and eight at this point. You should probably start thinking about shutting him down for the whole year. Same thing with Cooper Cup, who's like well, supposed maybe to he'll return retire again. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So he- that's the other big loss, right? Cooper Cup, who obviously. Yep. Again, Seattle's had their issues defending him. That would have been a really tough matchup for Kobe Bryant in the slot in playing nickel. Cup is out uh, with a... I think it's also an ankle, right? It is, isn't it? It looked really bad on, on the replay. Yeah, it like yeah, he might have broke something, it... but I think yeah. it's just a really bad ankle. He had surgery, right? Yeah, yeah, he had surgery. So he's out for the next three weeks. They didn't roll him out for the season, but... right. I, I mean, again, you're three and eight. You should probably start thinking about shutting him down for the year because, like, mm. you're not going to accomplish anything. So, what's the point? Um, and then, uh, Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson, yeah, 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 Griffin's Griffin's boy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, he's done for the year, he's already been ruled out for the year. I don't know what he injured, but I guess he got hurt during their last game. And uh, so he's he's done for the season. So their number one receiver right now is Ben Skoranek, uh, and who I who I've done an underdog fantasy video on. Ooh, 
do you want to do you want to know the sell for that yeah uh sean mcveigh has done it again he has evolved mm. to stay ahead of nfl defenses and the rams uh don't even need uh odell beckham jr at the moment because they've evolved and they're going to stay ahead of everyone that yeah. was week two i think mm. spicy <laughs> spicy be careful yeah. though it's the, we're not we're not is- there yet <laughs> the issue with that take no, we're not there yet. Skoronic, Sk- mm. uh, they were using him as a fullback, and it looked mm. kind of cool, but then they like stopped doing it as much. I guess because mm. the team stopped respecting the run, uh, and then, um, I don't know. I feel like they should have done it more, and then they kept, they got all got injured, and they can't run the ball. Even yeah. though we were like assured that at the start of the season, oh, they're going to run it much better this year. They're, they've got the chemistry, and it's going to be marvellous, and Stafford won't be dropping back lots in empty formations. They'll just run the football. But no, mm. that has not happened. And yeah, honestly, the Rams have had such good injury luck the past few years that now this is like it's almost like all of that good luck coming to a head. They're paying yeah. their they're paying their dues now. This is a brutal situation. And yeah, yeah, I it want- just feels like a long time coming, right? Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. what goes around comes around. Like that, it's unfortunate for them. And I wonder, you know, every well, not every year, but the past few off seasons, there's been rumblings about Sean McVay wanting to retire young, wanting a TV deal. You know, probably yeah. going to earn gazillions working for one of the big networks. Yeah, I wonder if actually having a losing season makes him Aaron Donald, who, as I said, there was retirement rumors with him as well. I wonder if they want to come back and run it back and actually you know go out winning like not having a losing season mm, i mean mm. three and eight is not seattle can condemn them to a losing season yeah they could that's crazy because by my by my mathematics tie nine mm. is over mm. half of 17. it it, it is it is let's you're, go you're let's, let's go. go nailed it let's Love go YouTube. let's go Live maths. Oh, that was that was that was a lot. That live a lot. live live maths here on maths. the Seattle Seattle maths Overload podcast. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You. Maths maths you maths you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So Ben Skoranek, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. That's a receiving core right now. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is ass. Uh, Skoranek sounds like a strain. Yeah. 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 Puffing on that Skoranek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were talking about two different strains. Um, Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're, you know. Oh, what? You were thinking that, oh, he's really hurt his Skoranek. Yeah, he really hurt his his Skoranek. So, that's, uh, yeah, the run game sucks. Their offensive line sucks. Um, They're receiving core is depleted their quarterback i mean they're on their third quarterback now uh their defense doesn't have aaron donald unfortunately bobby looks pretty washed and uh jalen ramsey's been getting cooked lately so Mm. in terms of like the big names on this team uh you should be in a pretty good spot to win this game i would think and we'll talk about it more tomorrow on the tape pod of course and yes look at how everything's lining up that way but 31 7 score prediction will come Mm. in yeah honestly 
I might take you up on that one. Because well, even Griff without tried it, Griff tried it last week. <sighs> no, Griff, 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 no, Griff, no, no, buddy, no, no. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to hop on that train with you then. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a normal square prediction, one that I will reveal on tomorrow's episode of the seattle overload podcast dun 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 dun, dun. so you should tune in for that um yeah so i don't know there's that's pretty much it in terms of the rams injury fronts uh so things looking pretty nice for the seahawks uh, there i mean injuries suck at the end of the day we don't wish injuries upon anyone disclaimer but it uh it does help the seahawks so yeah, in a pretty big way. So uh, hopefully they're if able to they get back on track. If they lose that game, like, I'm it's probably just not meant not, to be. I'm probably not showing up for the post game. <laughs> yeah, we'll just cancel it. It's yeah, not meant we're, to be. We're, like, we're canceling the post game show if that happens. Like, it's a big opportunity as well, right? Because they can move to eight and five, seven and five. Seven and five. Wow, they're six and five. Oof. They're six and five. Yeah, that's grim. That's that so looks. Grim. Yeah, it looks a lot worse than six and three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. I was. Anyway. I was. I was such a hopeful boy back then. Three weeks mm. ago. Two and a half weeks ago. I met. Were... I met Pete Carroll, and then they. Lost they haven't won. Right. They have. They haven't won since. Oh fuck. Now I'm not saying it's my fault, but if you want to scapegoat me, you can. Everyone copes in different it's ways. The Ma- it's the Maddie curse, guys. The Maddie curse is is alive and well. <laughs> there used to be I, the Madden curse, I but planted, now it's the Maddie curse. I planted the bear seed among the coaching staff, and it's caused like a complete defensive mm. meltdown. Where like Pete saying we need to run more bear. Pete and was like, like, I will run quarter quarter half. <laughs> Pete was like, Oh my god, this little British boy has me figured out. We have to change everything. <laughs> we have to change everything. The little British boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So and, and, interest- instead of it's you know, while we all thought that he was like really happy to see you, where he's like, Hey Maddie, what's up, man? In the back of his head, he was actually like, Oh shit, shit, shit. shit I thought I'd shit, got over this. Shit. shit. I haven't slept. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so Pete actually spoke about the the Razors game in in mm. his uh, Seattle sports appearance on the Monday in the Pete Carroll show with Brock and Salk. Oh yeah. Then in his press conference, then his in his Wednesday press conference, and Clint Hurt spoke about it, and so did Cody Barton. And as we do on here, I'll just pass for you some of the things that Pete was saying. He said uh, that the Raiders had a totally different style of attack and they didn't handle it. And he tri- they tried to understand what happened against Tampa. We tried to come back with our stuff to fix it and we didn't get it done. So when he says stuff to fix it, that was him saying they tried to run more of the bare fronts again. Obviously, Brian Monet was active in this game where he's inactive in Munich. And obviously, it didn't quite work. And then he mentioned about schematically committing more, you know, possibly... And he was asked if that meant bringing more DBs down to the line of scrimmage. And he said, yeah, yeah, some of that. But he didn't mean all of that. And he later clarified that. And then, so I think we will see a bit more cover three and sort of middle field closed heavier boxes until they prove that they can do it. And then 
the big issue was two back kind of lead plays like the 86 yard. It was an ISO run where Clint Hurt brought up that the outside linebacker, which was, I think, Ichena Nuosu on the play, and then the mm. corner, which was Mike Jackson, they didn't play the run right. We think, and we'll talk about it in the film podcast tomorrow, we think also Brooks took it on a bit thick when he was spilling the ball out to them guys. And then Pete straight up said, like, the safeties have to make the tackle still. And Josh Jones, as we've mentioned earlier, he did take a really poor angle to that ball. And Diggs kind of, like, was slow pulling his trigger. Yeah, he got cracked back. And, yeah, Mike Jackson needed to replace him. But also, Diggs kind of was a bit slow. And so, mm. Clint Hurt also doubled down on that as well and said, like, look, when you're in too high defense, you should never be giving up an 86-yard touchdown. Like, okay, you give up, like, a 15-yard run. But you've got two safeties back there, so one of them can go and make the tackle. So mm. now, anyway. Manny, that that's all mm. that's all swell. Mm. But when are you gonna talk about how awful Cody Barton is? He's the worst linebacker I've ever seen. Yeah, that's funny actually, because um mm. I mean I thought he played well, but also I so agree. did Pete Carroll and Clint Hurt. I don't mm. hear it from me and Ty, I hear it from uh Pete Carroll and Clint Hurt. They said he's had his best two weeks and he played he said how he'd been working on playing more aggressive downhill, and I think that's shown up. I think he's sort of starting to learn when he can take his shots in the system and and uh, play aggressively downhill, and he, he had some beautiful uh, spilling of blocks as designed. But honestly, I think he's become the scapegoat of the defence, much like Jamal Adams was the year previous. People will see what they want to see with that. But mm. you know, I'll try and stay objective and... We'll have a tape review out tomorrow where we'll talk about things. But Barton was pretty much flawless. There was maybe like a few coverage busts where you could, you know, it's hard to pass who's at fault because there's communications going on. I happen to think it was Neil, but mm. we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. Is it time? Yes. Mm. It is time. So, Ty... The hmm. Seahawks are six and five, as I've, I've been informed by my, my producer. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's me. The Seahawks are six and five, and yet, Ty, they have a, a, a top five draft pick. Man, the league must be really good this year. Mm. That's or... like unheard of. <laughs> oh. Oh. M- more ah. information. <laughs> That I'm I'm typing to you right now, and it's being transported into your ears somehow. Yes. Yeah, so the Denver Broncos are three and eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, are. they are. That that is that is fact. That is fact. Yeah. Since since we last spoke to you guys on this news show, the Broncos have played two games. And they've lost two games. <laughs> yep, yep, they have. They have. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I have watched both games, by the way. What? In in full. No. In no. full. Why? Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Um, I'm t- definitely not a hater. I, I just want to make that part yeah, clear. Yeah, because that is here, quite folks. toxic. Yeah, I wouldn't be toxic. I'm not a hater. You know, I'm just I'm very curious to to see uh, one of the most interesting teams in the NFL this year, and that is the the Denver Broncos. I mean, they have a great defense. You know, that's what I'm mostly watching for, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Best defense yeah. in the league, at least, you know, top three unit 
in in the entire NFL. Well, they're a lot of fun. They to, did. They're a lot of fun to watch. Well, yeah, they did. Lately, though, uh, not not as great. They they gave up some points to Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Uh, they they gave up some points to the Raiders, but hey, you know, Maddie. Uh, so did the Seahawks. In fact, the the Seahawks gave up like uh, nineteen more points than the um, <clears throat> than the uh, Broncos did uh, to the Raiders. But uh, we won't talk about that. But um, you know, that's uh, that's mostly why I'm watching, right? You know, just to respect some good defense. You know, and uh, that's about it. You know, unfortunately, on the other other side of the ball, that part is like completely unwatchable right now. Uh, but, you know, I'm watching, you know, doing my due diligence, not being toxic whatsoever. Just, you know, I wouldn't be a real football fan if I didn't watch the whole game, you know. Yeah. So True. so I'm I'm respecting it, even though it's it's really bad. I'm respecting it. And, mm. You know, uh, I'm totally not having a good time. Totally not laughing my ass off whatsoever. No. Totally not pointing and giggling. Uh, none of that. Just, you know, watching, no. observing. And, uh, yeah. So they'd be 9-2 and two if they'd scored at least 18 points on offense. God, they're really bad. And the big thing about these last two weeks, I mean, we know that the offense is a complete mess. But the big thing about these last two weeks is the defense, I think, has finally had enough. Mm-hmm. That Raiders game, the defense was lights out again. And then they just melted down. Like, they got worked by the by the Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. Sertan got, got on a good concept. McGann yep. saved, like, his best two plays to get them. But, like, they just completely bottled that. And then the Panthers game... The defense wasn't recognizable from the early, well, yeah. the first few weeks, first half of the season defense, really. They, they, I think they've had enough. Yeah, particularly the run defense. Run defense was not good. Uh, they had a, quite a few busts there with uh, with Foreman. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's starting to fall apart. And you're seeing the defense is, is I mean, it's it's just out there now. It, they've It's worn thin on them having to try and carry that team. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Purcell, I think made it pretty clear to, uh, to not just Russell Wilson, but the, uh, the entire audience <laughs> watching and those that have seen it on Twitter, that, uh, that locker room is fed up with what's going on with the, uh, Denver offense. And, uh, I mean, I can't blame them, right. Cause it was, it was truly awful on Sunday against the Panthers. And this is a Panthers team that is obviously playing a little bit better as of late. You know, they gave the Ravens offense quite a few problems the week before as well. Um, and Maddie, you and I were talking about it and we think that, you know, maybe the they'll, they'll give the Seahawks a little bit of an issue as well um, next week. But the, there's no excuse for what this offense was doing. The, uh, I think Russ, I, I forget how many completions that he had, but he only had like, 72 yards and through the first half they were not moving the ball downfield at all and he was really out of whack uh downfield uh, as well it was really unlike him his, uh, a his, lot of balls his, that were just way 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 off down the field his completion percentage on the season is 58.9 percent yeah um his quarterback rating in the red zone is 6.3 mm. Six point three. Mm. Yeah, he he he. I don't. I mean, 
he needs a reset, which I don't know if you get that. I, d- I don't know how you get that. I'm glad that's not my thing. Um, yeah. Seattle is, of course, currently projected to pick fourth overall. The Rams are also three and eight. They're just ahead of Seattle. Uh, their pick actually goes to the Lions. Yep. Their strategy of um, trading their first round picks might, it might be the year that doesn't work out. Yep. Um, the Broncos, 14.3 points per game is the worst in the NFL since 2000. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's historically bad now. Like that's the point that we're getting to. He's thrown like one touchdown in the last four weeks, something like that. Like, he's... yeah, Wilson's passing touchdowns per attempt is 33rd amongst 35 qualified quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, like he's at like eight touchdowns, five interceptions right now, I think. And you know, we're in the final five weeks of the season now, so um, yeah, it's just like it's it's almost you know, like taking my seahawk fandom out of it for a second like it's sad it's like legitimately sad and even you know just going back to you know being the the russell wilson fan that i am at the end of the day you know and thankful for all the stuff that he did accomplish here in seattle like it's sad to see his career go this way it sucks it really does like i'm at the point now like like obviously i'm still enjoying it right because like he asked for this and I still feel spurned and I feel, you know, bitter and all that stuff. I'll get more over it. You know, once there isn't, you know, there aren't draft picks involved, but you know, aside from that, like it, it legitimately like sucks to see how this thing is going now for him. Like he's like, we saw the signs that this was like, he was probably regressing that, you know, there's only one way that you can build an offense around him and that his physical abilities are declining. And so that takes away from some of the things that, you know, made him special early on in his career. But I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think it was going to be historically bad. Like, and I know yeah. like, you know, like, like, you know, we've talked about like you guys, you guys, especially you and Griff have talked about how, you know the the regressions and and just the reality of of russ and what he's able to do and what he's not able to do but i don't think you could have expected this either right no and obviously we're not behind the scenes but i like and i don't know how their offense is constructed but like the two back stuff they ran in week one against seattle and obviously seattle's had the issues defending two back and they did against denver too in that opener but that looked good, like, mm-hmm. like, and then getting Russ out of the pocket on the boot stuff. But like the yeah. schematic direction of defense is, has evolved to generally be stopping the boot and play actions, like, concepts out of those kind of looks. And it's evolved to stop the kind of sideline go balls and remove the obvious one-on-ones that used to be presented by single high coverage. And so I think, like, you know, you have to... You have to run the ball a bit more, but then why I mentioned like behind the scenes is like is Russ on board with that? You know who who how much of a say is he having in this current offense? Is mm-hmm. he just running what he wants to run? Is he willing to kind of accept that you know we we might need to probably change our approach here if they fire hack it? And I guess that's the only move they can do in terms of changing things up because Russ is on what a two hundred forty million dollar contract. If they cut him after yeah. 2023, there's still a heck of a lot of dead money. There's not quite as much. Like I think it's $35 million and then $50 million, or maybe it's the other way around. 
I mean, I can I can do a quick uh, yeah. research on that. Uh, but it's just it is just crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I again, like in 2020, that back half of 2020, you saw the signs. 2021, you saw the signs. Is this worse than you probably could have thought? I mean, this is probably like his like <laughs> yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, mm. And I think it's not helped by like. You know, Hackett has made some weird, weird decisions. They've lost games where I think if the coach is more experienced, I mean, Hackett is a first-time OC. Like he's a first, it was his first time calling plays and his first time being a head coach. Like it's, yeah. it's a double whammy. Obviously, he's handed on the play calling stuff now, but like it's still like it still looks very similar to the offense they were running in Seattle with Russ. It's just they don't gun run as much as they probably should. Uh, when they have gun run, it's looked. Like this looked a bit better, but like ultimately, over the season, Russ has a current touchdown percentage of two point three percent, which since the nineteen seventy merger, there's only been eight quarterback seasons with a touchdown percentage lower than that, mm. and that would include uh, David Carr's rookie season, <laughs> Trent Dilfer's rookie season. Like it is, <laughs> is is bad. Um, but it but it but it is sad, and uh, also, you know, I. Some of the, you know, there's receipts. There's receipts out there, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There are receipts, uh, but you I've know, said, of course, we we wouldn't want to be toxic now. No, Maddie. And as I've said, like I do, I do think like this should be as bad as it gets, but it, I think it does require a recognition from everyone of okay, we need to change how we're approaching this, and yeah. I don't know if that happens. Obviously, again, the caveat is I don't know what is happening in Denver in terms of the discussions on their team, you know, between coach and players, but like there, the structure of the offense has to be more of that kind of point guard, more of a kind of run um, balance. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really funny how just kind of uh, the the narratives have already been uh, destroyed, obliterated, foobarred, if you will, uh, within a matter of weeks. And uh, Tom Pellicero <clears throat> yesterday reported on uh, the NFL Network's The Insiders that Russ has lost some people around that team. He has lost some people in that locker room. Yeah, and you know, only half the team showed up to its birthday party, Maddie. Yeah, well, that's that's a ridiculous story, isn't it? <laughs> that's such that's a, quite a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people still. That's uh, fifty-three divided by two. That is. Uh, and I mean, is there like staff five. that was there too? Like, well, that's that. That would be the big bombshell if like uh, Clint Kubiak was there, but Hackett like did was invited. Mm, ooh. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy. Uh, so, by the way, so next year, the dead money would be... This is all post-June 1, by the way. Mm. Uh, 39 oh, million. Yeah. Wait thir- out. 39 million next year. Mm-hmm. 35.4 the year after that. 18.4 the, the year after that. 18.4 again in 2026. Uh, 8.4 in 2027, then 4.4 in 2028. So... So it's like it is like thirty five and then like fifty, yeah. Over the yeah, 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 yeah. 
just about pretty much so yeah so i mean that's a lot to do but then so but the thing is hackett will get fired and then they'll they'll hire an offensive guy i saw someone suggesting maybe frank reich like i, I know he'd be wanting another shot he's considered an offensive guy he'd probably go mad at trying to run run pass options with russ given like I believe, my understanding, Russ didn't like the idea of an RPO, and a, a core principle of Reich's offense is the RPO. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably going to be shoddy. Well, yes, except or maybe it's Evero. Is... Maybe it's Evero, and he hires a, a, a baller OC, right? Like maybe there, that's what it well, Evero should get a shot at being head coach, but there is some uh, conflicting information around mm. the shoddy Russ relationship. Yeah. Which we've got into anyway. Yeah. Good news for the Seahawks. They. <laughs> this is the other thing, right? It's not just the number four overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah. It's, it's also the 36. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's 36 pick. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> and then we're done. Bad next year. No, no, no. We're done. We're done after that. All no. the picks are done. No. Yeah, there's they no twenty. No, no, no. There's no twenty twenty four pick. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, it was only twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three picks. Oh, sorry, pal. But, sorry, but they're bad. There must be more. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. But uh, there, there are no more after next year, so you better make these picks count. Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter, you are a Seattle Seahawk. That'd be nice. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. yeah, yeah. And I mean, shoot, if the Seahawks fall off, hopefully not. But if they fall off here over the next few weeks. Maybe they'll have two top 10 picks or two top 15 picks, which that won't be fun for us to talk about over the next few weeks, but that might be fun for us to talk about in March and April. So, yes, but I would prefer not. I would prefer that the Broncos keep losing and the Seahawks start winning again. I think I saw somewhere that there's a 90% chance that the Broncos will now be picking in the top 10 mm. and i think there's a four percent chance that uh seattle gets the number one overall pick which is nuts yeah it's pretty wild we need the yeah. texans to start winning though and the bears yes i have a now 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 maddie now maddie would you let the rams beat you this week so you can get them <laughs> past the broncos in the draft order <laughs> some people are that um yeah. that into the draft anyway yeah oh no, hopefully they beat the Rams. And before that, we will be back tomorrow, Griff, I, and you, Ty, uh, mm. reviewing the film from the Raiders' shenanigans. And then we will preview that Rams game in a bit more detail than we have tonight. Probably the same amount of detail, but with Griff's input and a score prediction. And then we'll be back on Sunday with a live recap if the Seahawks win. <laughs> no, we'll... We're contractually obliged. I don't actually think we are, but mm. we'll we'll turn up. We're we're professional podcasters. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Uh, well, 
we'll be back for that as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in live. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment. That really does help us. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet it. And please also, you know, if you're listening, download, five-star review, subscribe. 